And welcome to yet another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy, everybody. We're here going to talk to you a little bit about the great game of football. You're here with John B. Easy Durnell and Duke Thompson, and it is the divisional round, everybody. That's right, eight teams left trying to get to that last final game called the Super Bowl, which will be taking place in SoFi Stadium. Now, this past week, there was a game, maybe, I guess you can call that, in SoFi Stadium. Two teams were technically there. That's right. Two teams were technically there for the wild card game on Monday night where the cart, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals tried to play football. I don't know what their game plan was because it wasn't trying to win. It was football, uh, John. It yeah. was bad. Like, you're going to tell me that Kyler Murray shouldn't run? Okay, he's only five foot two. He can't even see over the line in the first place. So why so why are you gonna have him try to drop back and be a pocket quarterback, which is something that is not how he thrives in the first place? I mean, did he even run at all out of the pocket? I don't even think he did, dude. I think all he did was get sacked or throw interceptions. He did not try at all to win a football game. Whatever the Cardinals thought they were going to be doing, it, it was awful. It was a terrible game plan. It looked just it, it wasn't even watchable like most of the game most of the games from the wild card round duke were not watchable it wasn't and, no and, be, and because of that the question is why have we added more games if the competition isn't any better it's watered down man um it, it i don't i don't understand what happened to the cardinals man because i guess somebody forgot to tell them it was game day or some shit because it's not. Uh, it's not that, dude. Yeah, they didn't have anything left. They had a. They had awful, awful coaching, where you don't even try to use what you have to win. Like when you look at it on paper, what did they have? Well, they had an aging AJ Green, so that's not going to give you shit. Okay, you got Zach Ertz. You can maybe you can maybe use that a little bit, and you've got Connor and Edmonds in the backfield. That's pretty much it. That's all they had as far as getting an offense going with Kyler Murray. So you're going to have to start using his legs a lot, okay? They didn't try to do that. You are going to have to switch your game to some sort of running game, which they didn't try to do at all. They had him drop back in the pocket and try to pass, and he can't see over anything. So how the fuck was that going to work you didn't even have him roll out of the pocket you didn't have him do no bootlegs you had nothing in which he could get a chance to fucking visually see down the field you just had that boy turn and toss he had one that almost worked because of a broken play but i mean he just kind of chucked it unfortunately both receivers weren't quite sure who it was going to so they kind of both looked like they slowed down but it was only on a broken play it's not like it was on a play that was actually designed to go that way so it's just it it was the saddest of all of the games i mean they were all pretty sad except for i guess raiders Bengals, and the cowboys 49ers other than that it was a bunch of hot steaming shit on that wild card weekend the play that Kyle Murray had where he fucking tossed it in his own end zone, it was the worst fucking pick six I've Well, yeah. I mean he was he was already sacked. It was just like just take the two, man. So you're gonna you're gonna take the two and turn it into a quick easy seven? I mean, you're just an idiot, man. So they again, they didn't have a good game plan for him. He's a young quarterback that didn't have 
anyone to rely on. And he needed to rely on himself, but I guess apparently the game plan was not that. So whatever idiot coaches out there thought that, hey, man, we need to protect Kyler Murray in the wild card game. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? It's do or die now. This is like win or go home. What are you protecting this kid for? If the only way you're getting the ball down the field is the threat of the run with him, then you need to threaten the run with him. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. We can start talking about the other games. That was the worst fucking playoff game in a long time. And then right below that was Steelers and Chiefs. What do you mean? What do you mean? All of these were the worst playoff games. I mean the Bills the Bills the Bills Patriots game was unwatchable once it got to fourteen nothing. Fourteen nothing like you did too. I was like, yeah, this is over fuck. I don't watch this trash. Yeah, this is getting out of hand. The Chiefs gave the Steelers seven points just to come around and, and destroy them. That game would have been fucking at least competitive if they could have moved the damn ball. Like, I could not believe how, like, they couldn't even get a fucking first down, dude. I'm just like, why is he even on the field, Ben? Why? Why did you just do this to your other teammates and to their fucking time to fucking be playing? Well, he's not, he's not going to be playing next year. And here's the thing, dude. I think next year we're going to find out that there was more issues with that offense than Big Ben. Now, granted, Big Ben wasn't very mobile. It was like a literal statue standing back there. But he could still get the ball out, and people were dropping it. Like that Johnson dude, he dropped like seven or eight balls. It's like hitting you in the hands. And yeah, he didn't throw the Juju Smith who was catching shit. I'm like, dude, after the fucking third drop by Johnson, you should just said, no, nah, man, you ain't having it right. for that. Yeah, we're done with you. But the, I don't know. I don't know, man. A dude was dropping a lot of easy passes. Make um, and one he like tipped up into the air, almost got intercepted. It's like if you're not gonna catch it, don't make it so the other team can. You know, like he was really he was really not doing anything to help the team. So I I think there's a, Big Ben. Yes, was not the answer. Big Ben was also not the sole problem with that offense you know i feel like there are some other issues there i mean claypool wasn't the guy that they thought he was going to be um juju smith schuster just came back so i mean you can't really expect too much out of him but he did more than clay i mean johnson my god dude yeah no no it's true it's true uh but at the same time man that there's issues with that steelers offense besides him uh, and the, and they'll it'll probably come a little more to light next year when you see like oh wait they're still having issues getting the ball down the field and it's not just Big Ben's problem but it was a bad game uh, another bad game the Buccaneers and the Eagles I mean the Eagles have fifteen points but that was all garbage time the game was already over by the time those fifteen points were scored so don't even don't even pay attention to those fifteen points like literally just imagine it was thirty one to nothing because that's pretty much what that game was it was uh, so bad dude like it was like why were we playing these games man yeah they were all horrendous except for the cowboys and 49ers and the Bengals and the Raiders so let's talk about the games that were actually football games the Raiders went into Cincinnati and just didn't come with yet enough, just not enough fire from the get-go. They they came flat-footed, it felt like, and because of that, they tried to get it going late, which they did, but it was too little, too late, much like the Raiders do. 
Um, the Bengals came in hot. Uh, they scored a touchdown real quick uh, to uh, the tight end, uh, Azuma. I think that's Uzoma, Uzuma, whatever you say his name. Uh, but they got it going quick with him. Uh, Burrow was having a field day finding, you know, a lot of receivers throughout the day. It wasn't just Jamar Chase, uh, who still had a good game himself. Like, I think he might have had about 100 yards of receiving, if not over 100. Yeah, he had 116 100. yards. Yeah, I think it was so, over. Yeah, so he had a great game. No touches, but he had a great game. Uh, the team looked good, but they didn't look like they beat a good team, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thank you, John. Thank you for saying the truth, because like that's exactly how I felt, too. I was just kind of like, okay, you got this high-power office, but you're letting, keep, you're letting the Raiders stay in the game. Like... Yeah, and in a Raiders team that has an interim coach that doesn't have any real high flying threats on the offense. Like that offense has to chip away at you. They can't they don't have a a big go-to playmaker like a Jamar Chase like the like the Bengals have. Like they don't have somebody that's going to scorch you. Hunter Renfro is is nice and everything, but once they lost Rugs, like that kind of like that kind of slowed down the team. Um, Waller wasn't catching shit for some reason. He was having a bad day. And, like, I mean, we all have bad days, so, like, whatever. I mean, he caught a couple of good ones. Like, there was one that he caught that was, like, right over the middle where I was like, damn, homie, that's a big boy catch. But he also made some mistakes, too. So, but anyway, like, it... it he didn't run Jacobs hardly. Like, when they were having success well, with Jacobs. Uh, they, I mean, they still gave him uh 13 carries here for 83 yards. I think the problem was, I mean, you might wanted to see that closer to 20 touches, um, but at the same time, you know, he 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 contributed, but you know, later in the game, it really what like you know the running game wasn't as much of a factor because they were trying to play hurry up catch up you know football. He so, still was. I think was, that reduced some of his touches. Like, I think if they were closer with them in the game, he probably would have gotten the 20 touches or so that you're looking for for a running back in a game. But because they're doing like a game of catch up later on in the game, he got less touches. So I think he was on pace for a good game. Just things got out of hand because, you know, they had to change the script. He was averaging 6.15 yards a carry that if it was 80 yards at 13 carries. Well, that's, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm just saying, like, he probably was only going to get maybe at the most six, seven more carries. Like, they're trying to, like, stop these guys at about 20 carries a game. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what the analytics are on this, but, like, they've pretty much decided running backs can't go more than 20 touches a game. <laughs> or they're or they're going to get hurt. I don't know what it is, but, like, that's what it is, man. Like, like if you watch the stat sheets now, dude, that's about what you're looking at. Running backs, unless your your last name is uh, Henry or Cook, you're probably not getting any more than like 21 touches. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys will get the touches constantly, but anybody other than that, you're getting reduced numbers. Um, I just I just wasn't like just impressed with the Bengals. As like I was like I thought that because the Raiders had barely come in on a win which we talked about the week before. So I was like, okay, this is an entire team. I feel like the Bengals are going to come out and just pretty much put up fucking 45 on there and be done with it. 
But yeah, they were still struggling in the red zone with, and the Raiders had the worst red zone defense of the league, and yet they still were struggling against that. Just, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, there's a reason why the Bengals were playing in the wild card round and they weren't, uh, you know, the number one seed looking at, you know, a, a bye. You know, they're not that good. They're young. They're inexperienced. And if it wasn't the fact that they were taking on a team that's had a lot of hiccups, a lot of issues on and off the field, they have turmoil in the front office. Again, an owner an owner that's railing cocaine all the live long day and apparently eating the same sandwich and getting a bowl haircut. Again, if they ever hear what I say. Yeah. If they ever hear what I say about these people, man, again, I will be brought up on charges. But well, I'm that, the truth, though, dude. Like, it I'm is a- the truth. It is the truth. He is a cokehead. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like. <laughs> what does a cokehead look like? I mean, you know, I mean, every politician we probably have in White House right now is on coke. So, like, I mean, yeah. So. But anyway, like any anyone anyone that looks abnormally thin and has a desk job is a cokehead, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, man. Just fucking blanket statement. I like it. Right. Hey, what? dude. I mean, prove to me you're not pissing a cup. But anyway, I. <laughs> but but other than that, dude. Like I think that if the Raiders didn't have so many issues, man. This was their time to shine because, like, Carr is the more veteran quarterback, okay? He showed that he even gave his team a chance, you know, all the way down to the last second of the game. The team was pretty much in it. They had a chance. They were driving down to tie it up. I actually thought they were going to get it in there. Unfortunately, they did not. But, you know, I don't want it to go back to the quote-unquote controversial play in which- uh, and that, that was Javon Booger dude that guy has haunted my team because you know for so many years my team was just pure shit and so this guy is like literally the shittiest fucking umpire in the entire fucking NFL dude I've seen this guy call shit like that all the time and I was like up oh, yep yeah, Javon Booger yeah I know you buddy now I get it uh I, I I understand a whistle was blown, and you can clearly hear the whistle. It is a little late, though, because it's like well after he would have been out of bounds. I, I, I here here's the thing. I'm not. I'm I'm buying it, but I'm not buying it. And here's why I'm not buying it. Most defensive players don't listen to shit, right? And they're still going no matter what. You know, they're trying to act like the players like heard the whistle and stopped and froze and shit. And I'm just like, yeah, but like sometimes they don't stop after the whistle and they still keep going. So I'm like, why is this the one occasion where they actually paid attention and did what they were supposed to do at their job? I think the Raiders were just out of position anyway, and that was going to be a touchdown regardless either way. I don't think the sound of the whistle was like what slowed them down to a stop. Be like, whistle, I'm going to stop right now. Like, fuck you, dude. Y'all don't stop when you hear the whistle anyway. So like, like, so like, I'm not buying that statement of it but it is still kind of a little fucked up that errant whistles happen 
like that. And I'm I'm surprised that more fans don't bring whistles to the games just to fuck with the players. But I mean, maybe you'll get kicked out for it. But still, I'm just surprised that there's not more whistle errant, you know, like like these phantom whistles going off and more games. Did you hear the statement from the NFL about it? Yeah. They basically said just deal with it like they always do. Like no, they said this, that the whistle had happened after the touchdown occurred. And you can clearly fucking hear the whistle go before the touchdown. So oh, fuck yeah. NFL for fucking like defending shit like that. This is why that's we need that's why I said they said just deal with it because that's basically what they said to you. Like when a mistake happened and this is what happened, deal with it. You fucking just lied and said it happened after it when video evidence says, yep, there it is. You could just be like, hey, you know what? Shit happens. But no, you just like blatantly try to lie. Fuck you, NFL. Right. Well, what kills me is that like they also like coach the Bengals to lie too. Like the like, here's the thing. Like Joe Burrow's like, I didn't hear no whistle, and the coach is like, I didn't hear no whistle either. Like I would have been like, man, I heard a whistle, and it sounds like y'all need to do something about these refs because they suck. Anyway, next question. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, like I'd be like, don't don't come at me for doing my job and getting a touchdown, and somebody else isn't doing their job. Don't come at me. That's not my fault. I I played the game. I did what I was supposed to do. You know, I got close to the edge and I chucked it and I thought I chucked it before I went out of bounds. Somebody else thought maybe I did go out of bounds. Apparently I didn't because when you go back and look at it, he didn't actually step out of bounds. That whistle didn't even need to be blown in the first place. That's just bad refing all around. So, you know, like... so. Well, ref, I told you, Jerome Burger is the worst, dude, because even before you watch the replay and Burr is nowhere out of bounds before he throws the ball. Not at all. His feet were well in bounds. No, no. I mean, he steps out of bounds after he throws it. He, he, he throws the ball and then steps out of bounds, which is he's then out of bounds. Yes. And I mean, but he doesn't have the ball anymore. So it's not a foul, you know? Yes. So it just it perplexed me because I was just like, OK, whatever. It's like, OK, that's yeah, fine. Here's the thing that. They, they've they anointed a new golden child. I mean, they're talking about how he's the new Tom Brady. And I was like, Tom Brady didn't even do this when Tom Brady started. Like, Tom Brady didn't have numbers. Tom Brady was hiding behind a good defense and a tuck rule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's true, man. It was good defense and a tuck rule. That's what got him to his first Super Bowl. Some horseshit, some horseshit rule that when you go back and look at that tuck rule, I still to this day can't even believe they pulled that one off, man. Like, I, I mean... The NFL should have been tarred and feathered for that one. Oh, dude, the Patriots had Ty Law, Vrabel, Brewski, fucking other Hall of Famers. That was one of the fucking best defenses that covered Tom Brady's ass for three years so he could develop, okay? But that's, but that's not even the point, dude. The point is that that tuck rule is the most obvious bullshit thing that they had to make up. Yes, and I understand. I'm just saying that Tom Brady was fucking held by a defense that was fucking powerful. So he didn't have to fucking do all this amazing shit because it's a fucking team sport. That's it. Oh, definitely. And it's and it's a team sport where one person can make a difference and sometimes one person doesn't make as much of a difference, but they're still valuable. Like it's not like the NBA where it's like one dude can affect the whole game completely, you know? 
No, it's just like we did with fucking with Mahomes on the Super Bowl, dude. He was running around like fucking crazy, man. Oh, dude, he dude, he was still hitting people in the hands. I, I still to this day think like if they can actually have caught the ball, it would have been a better game. Oh, he's running for his fucking life, y'all. Why don't you give him some help? Like, straight up. He can't do it all. And they just looked at him like, oh, I suck. I guess Mahomes is going to save us again. Like, it's a team sport. Fucking help out the boy, okay? He needs help. You got to catch that damn ball that hits you in the fucking hands, okay? Right. And then I think I think Hill got hit in the face with one of them. It was just, it was awful. It was awful. I was like, he hit him right in the fucking face, and he looked shot. Like, dude, you've been playing this guy for fucking three years. You fucking know how he's going to throw you the ball. Fucking deal with it. God, that Super Bowl killed me because I was just like, I hate the Chiefs, but my hatred of Tom Brady is more. You're ridiculous. (laughs) Well, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll be talking about your hatred for Tom Brady here soon because he keeps winning. He keeps winning. Now, let's talk about the only other game that was actually a game. The 49ers and the Cowboys, the one that I had the utmost confidence in. The, yes. the that happening. Yes, I, I did. Know. I was like, yeah, 49ers all the way. Yeah, yeah. 49ers are winning this game. I mean, there is no, no way in hell the Cowboys were going to win this game. I don't care if you put them at home. I don't even care if you spotted them seven points. The 49ers were going to win this game. Uh, Jimmy G even did spot him seven. Jimmy G threw a late interception for no apparent reason. Like he was like, he was, he was flushed out of the pocket, but he wasn't even like that pressured. Like it wasn't like a dude was on top of him yet. And he like, he threw like a, a lackadaisical limp wristed nonsense pass that went right over his fucking receiver's head, right into the defense. Like they didn't even have to try for it. Like he's like, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, even if you just got sacked, that would have been a better situation than you giving them the interception on that side of the field. Anyway, he spotted them seven. They still lost. Uh, but with that being said, man, it, it ended in some... There was controversy in that one as well. There's always controversy in the postseason if the game is close. This controversy involved Dak Prescott a man who later had to retract his statement on about how bad the referees were, as we were just discussing on on how bad the referees were in the previous game because they were legitimately bad. In this this game, the refs were actually just trying to do their damn job. And because they were trying to do their job, a millionaire badmouthed him for it. Now, when a ball is downed, the referee has to touch the ball and place it so that the game can continue. Well, Dak Prescott, nor the center for the Cowboys, felt like the referee needed to do their job, and they were just going to hike it and keep keep going. But that's not how it works. He's got to place the ball, because you could just place it wherever you damn well please and be like, oh, this is where the, this is where the line of scrimmage is now. It was like five yards further than it really was. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why a referee, someone who is supposed to be an authority there, has to place the ball, and then you can go from there. Well, they didn't feel like that was necessary. Time ran off, blah, blah, blah. Dak Prescott shouldn't have been running the ball and sliding in the field of play at all 
that late in the game. Now, if he did do it, you got to leave yourself more than four seconds, you stupid ass. You got to like, I mean, you should know how long it takes for you to get your crew lined up and ready to go, man. You got to have a little more like 10 seconds up on that clock, maybe eight, you know, but he, he let it drain down too low. He was trying to get as much as he possibly could, which, you know, I get it, man. But it ultimately, with no timeouts, you're playing a very risky game by just trying to advance the ball. Yes, you don't, you don't go in the middle of the field where you have no timeouts left. You go to the sidelines. So you can step out of bounds. Well, I mean, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to help himself out. He was trying to make it so that, you know, the final play would be like a 30-yard Hail Mary versus a 50-yard Hail Mary or whatever. But the problem lies in the fact that, you know, A, both of those is kind of a pipe dream of it actually happening because everybody knows where you're going in the final seconds. But secondly, you know, like, if you don't have the time to get it done or the timeouts to stop the clock, like you're just putting yourself at risk in every way. And that's pretty much what he did. He just put himself at risk and then tried to blame others for what, what had happened. And, you know, Jerry Jones is looking around being like, well, we have too much talent for this, that, and the other. And it's just like, you do have too much talent for your team to not be producing. I mean, you basically are, the Cleveland, or excuse me, not the Cleveland, the Cincinnati Bengals for the NFC. I mean, the Cowboys are basically the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Like they should. I'm not, I mean, I'm not being mean by it. I'm just saying like, it's a young team with talent that, that should be advancing based on what they did during the regular season. Right. But like they just drew the, the short straw because they got a team that could a- was able to create pressure on a four-man rush, which doesn't give Dak Prescott a lot of options on where to go, especially when that four-man rush has a spy sitting there. So where is he going to go? You know, like he if he tries to drop it off to somebody, the spy runs to go get that person. If he tries to run it, the spy comes after him. You know, so like he was really damned in everything he tried to do because if a team can create pressure with just four, sometimes only three dudes, you're pretty effed in the A. So, I, I mean, as good as A.A. Ron is, he's going to have a rough time in this next yes. round. Yes, thank you. Um, that's exactly what you want for your defense is to create a four-man rush. Because if you can do that, you don't have to blitz. You don't have to fucking give up coverage. You do all this shit. So, yeah, that 49ers, man, unless Jimmy G just fucks it up, <laughs> which may happen. Which she's very capable of doing. But, like, it's funny. They showed a stat that, like, when Jimmy G is the starting quarterback, I mean, they win a lot of games. But when he's not the starting quarterback during the same time period with Shanahan, I think they've only won, like, eight games with other people starting besides him and, like, lost nearly, like, 20-something. So, like, if it's not Jimmy G under center, man, they're usually not winning. So, like, I don't know what it is if the other team just falls into his dreamy eyes. I'm not exactly sure what it is. But he gets the job done well enough, man. Like, he he's, like, got maybe some sort of that Tom Brady luck where it's like you don't always have to be good, but just don't be completely stupid. Because he is, like... I forget, like maybe eight oh nine or some shit, some crazy shit. Where when he doesn't throw an interception, he's like eight no. 
but he has a losing record when he does throw interception. Wow. Just, just don't turn the ball over, dude. But yeah, that fucking interception on the fucking the Cowboys was just... I mean, it was dumb. It was wild. It didn't make any sense that it happened. And if he didn't throw that interception, he would have gone through... Uh, the whole game unscathed. He wouldn't have had. I mean, he wouldn't have had any touchdowns, but he wouldn't have had any any interceptions. And I mean, that's just as good, you know. I mean, really, Jimmy G. He's now on a team where it's just like as long as he does his job well enough, they should win. And that's that's going to be a real test in Green Bay. Like you know, he just has to do it good enough because I know that defense is going to give him a chance. That that defense is going to give him a chance, but can can he can he take advantage of it? Defense wins championships, man. All That's right. well. Speaking of defenses winning championships, we're making our way into the next week, the divisional round. Um, divisional round ought to be interesting. Oh, do we want to go over what our picks were for last week or whatever? Do we pick? I don't know. I'm sure. We'll yeah, see. we will. We'll go with that next week. I gotta find. Um, the paperwork listen he said he lost the paperwork my god all right but i believe you fucking only games i think you picked wrong maybe it was like one or two i mean i think i i picked the raiders game wrong i know i picked the raiders but all the other games i picked right i'm, I'm fairly certain of that because i picked i'm pretty sure i picked the 49ers uh I definitely picked the Bills. I picked the Chiefs, the Bucks. Yeah. No, and I picked the Rams, but I was going back and forth on that one. But then I finally said the Rams. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Uh. <laughs> Damn, the Rams showed up. Man, but Kyle. Yeah. And here's what's interesting, dude. The Rams actually have a very good record. I mean, Tom and Brady, Tommy, Tommy Brady. Uh, Tom Brady is zero and two against the Rams as a Buccaneer. That's fucking interesting, man. It wow. is interesting, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But let's get into these games. First game of the divisional round. Yeah, yeah, you know they were going to do that to the Tennessee Titans, and it's just wrong. Uh, dude, I, and I was working this Saturday, and I said to my boss, "I was like, look, dude, this is my religion." I have to be out of here before one o'clock. Okay. Well, I mean, but you knew, you knew they were going to get the crap slot. Like, I told him this. I said, "Dude, I, I got to leave before fucking one thirty, one o'clock to get home, so I can see the kickoff." Okay, if you got to write me up, you can write me up, dude. I don't give a shit. But I have to fucking be there. Wow, <laughs> I love that. Cause see, for me, I don't even care about kickoff. I I get I watch it on my phone as I go around. Like you know. I, I get in, I get all the cheese details. I figure out you know what's going on in between. I get my highlights. I know what's happening. Like I was watching the game as I was making my way to my comedy show. I was I was I kept peeking up at it every now and then while I was doing the show, but it didn't really matter because the Chiefs were just destroying us. I mean, oh my god, dude! Like fuck it. But anyway, that's not important, dude. Our fandom is different. And the Arrowhead staff had run out of fireworks because they fucking had only planned on having like five touchdowns and they ran out of fucking fireworks, dude. Well, hey, you know what? That's that that sounds like they need to quit being so cheap. You bring, you bring ten you bring ten rounds of fireworks, okay? You expect it to at least be seventy points each time, all right? Because then you're never wrong. One guy picked the fucking Steelers. I was like, Are you fucking high? 
<laughs> like straight up, dude. Like I was like, dude, no, like, like no, they can't move the ball. <laughs> you can't even. You couldn't even pick them for gambling in Vegas. Honestly, I mean, like, because the spread wasn't even big enough. Like, if the spread was like fifteen twenty, I would have taken it because you know that's in- inappropriate. It still wouldn't have happened. Uh, but that's an inappropriate spread to do against another team. But like, I don't even think they gave it to them that bad. I think it was just like ten points, wasn't it? It's like twelve, yeah, twelve, thirteen, yeah. just yeah. still. It it's still yeah, it was twelve points. It was still inappropriate, but it just wasn't quite enough of inappropriateness. Like I needed it to be more than two touchdowns for me to have taken that one. And obviously, it wouldn't have been a good one to take. So we're going to divisional round. These are the ones where you should probably be betting on the underdog because I don't think they're going to be blowouts like they were this past week. I mean, they just shouldn't be because, you know, you're one away from that championship, which is one away from the Super Bowl, you know. So two more games, man. That's it. That is true. One game for the Tennessee Titans. Worst time slot. First game, as they often do to the Tennessee Titans. Always do. Off of the course. Well, so it doesn't get any better that they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and nobody wants to see them either. So with the Bengals and the Titans being the first game, let's go first to Duke Thompson, a longtime Tennessee Titans fan, knowing that his King Henry will be returning. Let's go to him on his pick. That's right, man. The King is back. And he still has... 927 yards rushing on the regular season. You still finish top 10 if you're missing the half of the fucking season, okay? So, and this week, man, he looked, they were doing some practice drills, right? Like, just straight up contact drills. And the video showed him hitting one of his people fucking so hard. The guy was like, dog, you gonna do me like that? It's like, dude, hey, yeah, I fucking haven't played in fucking 10 weeks, man. I wanna fucking play. Yes. So, all right, he needs to calm down. These guys are on his side. All right, he, first off, he's bigger than he's bigger than everybody anyway. I mean, again, I do want to question. I want to question some of his upbringing and poss- the possibility of maybe too many steroids in his milk as a baby. Like that's not how a gr- like because because here's the thing. Like I I want to question it. Like, but when you look at it, the fact that he was so much bigger than everybody, even in high school. You're like, what's like, what's going on here? Like, this was always a giant grown man, even at 16. Doesn't make any sense. One of my favorite quotes was from another former player, uh, another player who, uh, who saw Henry when he was just coming out of high school, and his dad pointed over to Henry and said, "Hey, you know who that is? Oh yeah, man, he's like a college senior, right?" He's like, "No, man, he's just coming out of high school." I was like, he's like, damn, dude. It's like, that man is huge. Right. And I was disturbed this week when I watch a fucking um, sports analyst guy who was a better whatever. I didn't know his name, but he commented on his legs saying that King Henry's legs look skinny. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, dude? Why are you commenting on a man's legs like that? Saying like, oh, well, he was a look. Well, to- you know, like- he's, he's probably commenting on him because they, they're probably not as girthy as they were when he was playing earlier this season because it was probably harder for him to build up his legs seeing as he broke his foot it was hard so it, so he could do the fucking you know squats as he kind of broke so, his foot so that might be what the man is commenting on that his legs aren't as 
thick and as toned as they were a few months ago, which is probably true. I mean, but I doubt they're like withered, like he's like, you know, had been in a wheelchair for months. You know? Yeah, like he's like, oh, like, oh, look at the fucking chicken legs. He's like, no, dude. Yeah, 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 dude. The man wasn't bedridden for over a couple of years. He didn't go on disability for three years and was laying in bed and trying just to walk again. You know what now, I mean? Now, that is, that is my question and concern. Like, because you were talking about they didn't get enough to juju. And that's probably because they didn't want to. Because, I mean, let's be honest. He pro- probably isn't fully game ready. You could tell with J.J. Watt, because he didn't do dick in the game he played in. He was not fully game ready. So I know Henry is going to play like he's game ready, but I don't know if he fully will be. But with that being said, though, he's still so much bigger than everybody else. He'll be he'll probably be fine as long as he's not injured again in the game. So like as long as he's not injured, I'm I'm banking on him probably getting you a buck fifty and a touch at least. One of the highest yards per K in the playoffs, just behind Trail Davis. Yeah, well, I mean, Davis was a monster that year. I mean, monster dude, and he held John Elway to the Super Bowls. So, yeah, well, but yeah, but he was a monster that year. I mean, he went over two thousand yards that year. I know, and then he also was just tearing it up all the way through. But I mean, and it's so funny because they were like, John Elway's the threat. I was like, really? Because this dude is doing everything. But anyway, uh, with that being said, though, who are you going with in the game, uh, Duke? Not that I really need to ask, but like. You know what? I just feel that we have a defense that could match up to uh, the Bengals. We have three sack leaders with over eight sacks, each with Landry, Dupree, and Autry. Uh you know, we do get a fucking strong rush with a four-man rush. Uh, we don't blitz that often, but we still get fucking pressure. Uh, apparently, Joe Burrow doesn't like that. He thrives off of being blitz, which makes sense because it frees up the coverage. So, you boys ain't getting double team. Um, I'm, f- the way I look at this is, we remember a few years ago when the Chiefs or the Titans beat the Chiefs in the wild card, and we watched it with Mariota. Um, a few years, about four years ago, and I said to yeah, you, where he, threw, where he threw a pass to himself. Yes, and I said to you, well, that's my Super Bowl because we're getting our ass kicked next week in fucking New England. And what happened next week? It was like it was like fifty something to three. It was embarrassing because I understood that you have to fucking take steps to get to a better team. We had a missing a lot of holes, and that was just a good confidence booster to win that game, but. That's the way I look at the Bengals. They're just playing with house money now. It's like you are not a complete team yet. Joe Burrow is not fucking the Messiah who invented football. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Even Patrick Mahomes came in a very stout team. So it's like Burrow. I get. I, and and of course we talk about this love affair of the new white quarterback because he smokes a cigar. But if you look at his the strength of schedule that the Bengals had, they had the easiest fucking schedule in the league this year. All right, let's not talk about easy schedules because y- y'all asked didn't oh, play well, anybody either. Okay, but we fucking, uh, but we actually beat playoff teams. The only playoff team that yeah, the Bengals- but a long time ago, man, like you ain't playing nobody worth a day. I mean, look here's your last. I mean, yes, I mean the only I'll give you the Niners beating the Niners was one. I'll give you that one, but I'm not. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not giving you beating the Texans or beating the Dolphins or. <laughs> Look at the fucking Bengals schedule. Did they go against the Chiefs? Oh yeah, once. Did they go against the 49ers? Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. The like the one week they beat the Chiefs is like the one week where you guys had your victory against the 49ers. Like it's like the same idea. No, we no. talked about the Chiefs victory. They want double teaming checks. On a third down and fucking 27, you fucking blitz? Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Here, I mean, we're, well, where you really can put point fingers at is the fact that there's a lot of inconsistency with Bengals, and that's their main issue. So, like, lost to the Jets. Well, you guys lost to the Jets too. Okay. So, yeah. Well, yes. The Jets. Like, you want to bring, like, don't bring up shit. It's like, look, all I'm saying is that. We are a damn good team that has earned a number one seed because people claim that when him we went down, and I was scared too, I'll admit. I was like, well, fuck. But you got to fucking ride or die with your team, man. And I was surprised that we got the fucking number one seed because I figured, you know what, man? We'll win the division, but we're not going to fucking get to beat the Chiefs or the Bills, like get the number one seed, man. Because I felt like... You, know, well, the you can thank the team that you're playing... Yes, and and I thank you, Bengals. You're fucking awesome, and I'm glad you won your first game since 19 fucking 90. And I want the culture change, but the truth is that fucking a man, we're fucking damn good fucking team, man. And you're fucking playing in our house. That's true. That's true. Here's the thing. All right, so I mean, I know you got the Titans. Here's the thing, man. the The only the only thing is, as I look at this. I could actually see all, all four away teams winning this week. Isn't that crazy? I'm ne- that's never happened. Will never happen. But I could see all four away teams win. I don't trust any of the home teams this week. But I, I, lo- I, lo- I love how you're like, you're, you, you seem to be taking offense to it, but you don't remember that my team is also one of the home teams this week. As well, you know, say like I love how you like you seem to be like taking full on offense to it. Like, oh, you're bad mouthing my Titans, bitch! I'm bad mouthing my cheese, you know. Yes, dude, but I don't think you're bad mouthing cheese because look, dude, it's fucking Arrowhead, man. Mahomes thrives in Arrowhead. Yeah, but dude, like, come on, dude. The first off, this is the Buffalo Bills. I I know, man. This the, the Buffalo Bills are a stout team. They have a lot of talent. They do okay. have. A talent, but I just fucking believe in my homes at Arrowhead, dude. Yeah, I mean that's nice, man. But like, I I believe in these teams also making it this far as well. And you know, they they don't want to just bow down. Now, I mean, the team that I feel the least confident of winning is the Bengals. Obviously, I mean that's what I feel the least confident of the away teams of winning. But d- honestly, dude, I. I I could see all one, all four of these fucking away teams winning their games, and I'm that's fucking crazy. I don't think I've ever, I've never thought of that before, but I could see it. This is the playoffs, but like I said, I just like man, it's just this love affair of fucking. No, no I mean you you're at home. You have the Titans uh, uh, running back back of Henry. Like you're 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 spotted better than if Henry wasn't coming back, dude. I would call this upset city. I mean, even with him coming back, I mean, I know it's not a hundred, but like it's going to change how the defense plays things. 
It's going to kind of help Tannehill probably get some better coverages, if nothing else. He's going to get better looks because the box is going to fill up. And it's going to help the team move the ball down the field. And the defense is going to be whatever. You know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. But my concern was the offense moving down the field. And with Henry, there's at least the distraction. So I'm going to go with the Titans in this because Henry's back. But if he wasn't back, dude, they were probably going to lose this. I'll fucking throw this out. This is the fucking first time all fucking season that we've had all of our starters fucking play. I mean, I don't think that matters. Uh, yeah, it fucking matters, dude. It fucking matters, dude. No, it doesn't. Yeah, if if, if yeah. you were able to win all these games without him, then like, yeah. obviously the cohesiveness was there before, and like, we have a fucking coach team. We really are, dude. I mean, because like, everyone- yeah, but like that, like, here's the thing, dude. Like. It, there's no guarantee all your starters are going to make it through this game. You know, like, you, like the, the idea of starters is great and everything, but at the same time, like, you know, as you often say, next man up. Because we have not seen everybody on the fucking field for what this defense could do with A.J. Brown, Julio, and Henry, okay? And yes, Tannehill, blah, 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 because everybody shits on Tannehill. That's fine. But you know what? This is still a fucking team sport. And you have to, because Burrow ain't going out there fucking playing defense. So fucking A, dude. Like you said, next man up. And I just don't, and I, like I said with the Bengals, man, I watched it and nothing really scared me because I was watching the Raiders. I was like, this, like, this team should be fucking walking over the Raiders. Right? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, the Raiders, here's the thing, dude. The Raiders have a lot of talent. They just are misguided and don't know where to be. But, like, the physical attributes of those players is much better than most teams in the NFL. When I was watching the game, I thought of that quote when you said that, yeah, dude, the Raiders have a shit ton of fucking talent, man. I was watching the fucking defense players. Like, dude, these guys could legitimately, like you said, could legitimately be dangerous in the AFC West if they fucking got a damn good coach in a front office. But this week they fired the front office guy. They got, and I was kind of upset about the coach because, like, look, this guy proved himself. Give him one more year because these players are playing for his ass. But of course, because you know he's a little darker skin, we have to get rid of him. Right? <laughs> oh god, yeah, probably so. But anyway. Like interim coaches ain't supposed to do that. They're not. Yeah, they're not supposed to get you to the postseason. No, because it's supposed to give you a chance at anything. No, they're a placeholder for the fucking next season because you just know that they're going to bring somebody else in. Right. He went on a four-game winning streak. He turned a six and seven team into a ten and seven team that had a final drive in which we could be talking about them right now. If they had gotten it in their end zone and maybe made something happen in the in overtime, we could be talking about the Raiders playing the Tennessee Titans. You know what I'm saying? And how I'd rather the game be happening in Vegas so I could go gamble. But with that with, with that being said though, I mean, yeah, dude, like <sighs> The Raiders front office is the reason why that team doesn't do well. And they can get away with that kind of nonsense because they're always going to have people in those stands because A, it's the Raiders, and B, now they're in Vegas. So it's like, as long as they produce a halfway decent team, they're going to have the numbers to make money. It's just unfortunate for the players out there on the field that have such great talent. I mean... 
there i mean that it's like great pieces that just you just got to figure out how to put it together it's like you well, there's just no guidance to help him put it together i mean there's that one guy god what is his name the the, the guy on the the edge there uh that white dude on the uh was it crosby or something like something like that or whatever i mean he's i he's a monster dude he is a monster and he's always around i mean he's like he's like one of the he feels like one of the watt guys but just bigger like because he's like he's so he's like so much taller and bigger dude he's like more of a problem and like if they could just fig- i mean again dude if they could just figure it out i mean they even have talented corners i mean they can lock you down you know they just don't there's just no guidance it's just it's a shame it is a shame dude and i think when you get to this far the playoffs coaching matters and i just don't believe in zach taylor man two years ago they were talking about firing his ass and now he got Burrow and Chase and shit. It's like, oh, what? Hey, is this well, fun? I mean, they, they didn't fire him because he's white. But anyway, so the Titans, Titans, no, it's true. It's true, dude, because, like, dude, two years ago, your ass should have been fucking fired. After the two-win season, your ass should have been fucking fired. Because if but you now can- they're like, we'll give you another chance because you're Caucasian. Because you're Caucasian, but no, we can't give these other brown coaches a fucking chance. No. Not at all. Not at all. It was Tomlin. And, and they're talking about taking Tomlin's job after this. And I was like, Tomlin got the, he helped he helped get this team to the postseason that everybody was laughing at. You know what I'm saying? Like he, got, he Who said that. Who said who said that take Tomlin? I was uh, Tomlin. Jur- journalists. Journalists were talking about Tomlin getting hit, getting the axe. And I'm like he still didn't have a losing season. He still didn't. He still didn't. Ever to never have a losing season. In his fucking ten years of coaching, to just never have that, dude. He's coached fifteen years. Fifteen, coached, fifteen my God, yeah, fifteen, 15 years, years, no losing seasons, dude. Which is unbelievable because, like, that shows how good a fucking coach you are, dude. It shows that the players will play for you no matter what. And boy, that defense did try, man. But oh yeah, they did. I mean, they they scored the first points of the game. I mean, they, they, it was 7 nothing because of the defense, you know, but, like, you know, the offense couldn't help them in any way. T.J. Watt just fucking going crazy out there. On some, I got to ask you an opinion about this, some trick play where Mahomes is not the quarterback? It was like a wildcat, and I was like... No, I mean, here's the thing. They do sometimes do some fancy stuff like that, but a lot of times, though, when they do it, they have Hill with the ball this time they had pringle with the ball and that's i mean pringle i guess if you will has earned his right quote unquote to touch the ball more but i don't know man like really you should you should put that in your sure hands people like hill stuff like that but it, it's not completely out of the ordinary it was stuff that we have done before because it's like what got in there i was like wait my homes isn't in there I was, just, I was just a little confused by it i was like Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's Andy Reid and his cute plays. Why you got to get cute in the playoffs? <laughs> just stay to Kelsey. Just well, give he, I mean, let's be honest. He knew he was going to win that game. He just wanted to try some fucking funny-ass shit, huh? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just kid cute, man. But I believe in my team. Um, I got them winning. Oh yes, we have. A, we've already got that. We need to go on to the next game. We've been talking about the Titans for like forty minutes. All right, next we got the Forty ers Yeah, we have the Forty ers and the Packers. Uh, 
yeah, dude. I mean, look again. I said I could. I said my my least likely to win would be the Titans. I think the Titans are going to benefit from a week. Oh, sorry, the least likely to be upset of the upset ones are the Titans. Uh, but like, I still could see the upset happening. Don't get me wrong, but. I think the Titans will benefit from the fact that, again, they're healthier. They've had the week off. Well, when you guys won the Super Bowl, you said it to me. You said, well, thank you for beating up on the Ravens for us. I appreciate that. Because it's true. Yeah. It was fucking a fucking physical-ass game. Fucking wild. Fucking Mahomes and they had an easy game. They only had a bye week before that. So it's like, yeah. So you're right. That shit does fucking matter, dude. Because at the end of the day, yeah. dude. It's a long ass season, man, and any time off is fucking a blessing, man. Yeah, so they got the time off. It was able to get Henry in there, looking him, getting him as healthy as he can possibly be for this start. Uh, the Bengals, even though I mean they went through that game, I mean it didn't look like they lost a lot of pieces. Like they, I mean the Raiders played physical, but like they still seemed okay. Boy Henderson, this is shady. Yeah. Had a concussion, and like he's already cleared. I'm like, what is this 1990 with Trent Green? Like I uh, thought. Concussion, seriously, man. I mean, dude, they're not they're not taking anything seriously anymore. I mean, they they're changing the rules on COVID to get people out there the next day. Like they're like, they're like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, but they're they're not giving a damn these days. So I mean, concussions, COVID, it don't matter. The NFL is just like, are you standing up straight? Good, get out there. You know your I name, mean, uh, right? Yes, I think. Okay, it's good enough, man. Go ahead. What day is it? Uh, right, Sunday. Well, yeah, I guess uh, it's a football. It's football. It's football weekend. You got it, buddy. Get out there. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we got the Niners and the Packers. Another game that uh, could go either way, as far as I'm concerned. As far as the uh, the victor of this, Aaron Rodgers is going to be dealing with uh, a pretty decent four man front coming from the 49ers. A damn fucking four man. Reminds me of my team, dude. Because look. It's, it's incredible to get pressure on a fucking four people, dude. I mean, that's just what you want your defense to be. It is true. It's true. Uh, you guys did that very well against the Rams. I, I will say, though, ever since that Rams game, your guys' four-man front had not been as formidable as it was that week. I don't know why. I mean, they still were doing well, but, like, that week they were, like, maybe they had the energy of L.A. life, baby. They was feeling it because they was all over the place that day. <laughs> We're still the only team to finish with three people with eight plus sacks. So it's a good team. I'm just saying, I like it's 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 fine. I mean, it's okay. good. I mean, one of those guys that you were getting your sacks on was Trevor Lawrence. That boy was laying all over the ground, but get <laughs> against him. But whatever, man, poor Trevor. But um, yeah. uh, one thing about the 49ers, uh, Kittle has a head injury, but apparently, I guess he's going to play. Well, he hasn't really been a factor for them in a while anyway, dude. So, like, I mean, really, it's been Jennings and Debo and Mitchell that have been, like, the main catalysts of moving that ball down the field. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't think you need to figure out a way to free up Debo. He frees himself. All right. <laughs> you know, you know, people have to fucking still kind of worry about him. I'm yeah, just... but but that's what Jennings has become. Jennings has become that other guy. Like if you haven't been watched, Jennings has been that dude. He is catching everything. Like, and I'm like catching like crazy passes too. I'm like, okay, so like you're doing this, doing the damn thing. 
He still has a talent, but I just think that, you know, 49ers, man, if it's how cold is it going to be? Is it supposed to be fucking just freezing up there this weekend? Of course it's going to be freezing, dude. Like, it's fucking January at Lambo. I mean, let me see what I, ha- I have here listed. It's going to be 12 degrees when the game starts. That's That's not even like with the wind and shit that could possibly be happening. So we're just talking about straight up 12 degrees in the middle of the night. So it's going to be cold. It'll be a little chilly. Oh shit. Right now it's fucking two degrees. Okay. That's my concern because we know San Francisco likes the fucking, yeah, they don't play in freezing temperatures. They play, they play in some cold stuff, but it ain't that cold. Um, I'll tell you this though, because of that coldness, if it if it's only going to be twelve degrees, and if it's not going to be snowing or cold, or like windy, it I think I think they can I think the 49ers can handle it. It's still going to sting. It's still going to hurt. It's still going to be a long day for them. I just have a feeling that Jimmy G is going to mess this up for them, and I don't I don't want I don't want it to be all on him. Because it is ultimately a team effort, okay? As we mentioned before, it is a team out there on the field. But I just feel like somehow, some way, this team is going to be hindered by Jimmy G. You know, and that's probably the truth. Um, if He doesn't throw interception and shit, but damn, dude. I just don't trust it. I, It's just, I've seen him just do that dumb mistake last week, like, I don't know, man. I really wanted the 49ers to do it because I would love to see fucking Aaron. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. Like, I'm trying to think because, like, there's got to be an upset this week. I mean, there's always one. Somebody's going to win on the road. If I don't go with the tight, if I'm going Titans and I feel like I'm going Packers, it's going to be interesting because that means that the. That means the upset is happening on the other day. That means I don't believe in terrific Tom. Or in Patrick Mahomes, something's going on here, and I don't know which one it is. I believe I don't know, man, because I feel like uh, Tampa Bay. Because, like you said, <laughs> their hands has an zero and two record against the fucking Rams. I didn't even know that. That's that's nuts to me. Yeah. I figured like one and one at least, but no, he hasn't. He has not beaten the Rams while playing as a Buccaneer. That's fucking uh, nuts, dude. That's that's crazy, man. Like. And this is obviously they played at home in a way. So correct, yeah, they played on both both fields. Still have not beaten the Rams, uh, and he and he's got a depleted of- offensive line. I'm I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with the Rams as my upset, and I don't even want them to be. But I want I'm I think I'm gonna go the Rams as my upset. I think they're gonna finally ugh, get back to the championship game. If that's the case, though, I sure don't want it to be against the Packers. I'd rather them lose to the Niners. Either way, dude, they're losing to whichever one of those teams they play. If they play the 49ers, they're losing to them because the Niners have their number. If they lose, to, if they play the Packers, it's just going to be too cold and they're going to be too bitch-made and they're not going to make it through. But I think I'm going to go with the Packers and then the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be my upset for the week because – the Bucks have too many problems on the offensive line, and I think that's gonna maybe I think it's gonna cause problems. He has nobody in the backfield either because there's no Fournette, there's no Rojo. I mean, Tom's running out of stuff, and when you when Tom runs out of stuff, like we saw up in New England that year, he can't make it all happen. No, he can't. Um, 
I believe the Tampa Bay Bucks did lose their left tackle. Oh, they, lost, they lost two offensive linemen in the game. Oh, last okay, yeah. Left tackle is bad enough, but if you lost another one, that's – dude, that's – but can staff – I want to go Rams, man, but can staff show up? He didn't have to last week, dude. He only threw, what, 13 completed passes for like 150 yards, and they still won. Like, they're, they're, doing, it, they're doing it on golf, baby. They're doing, they're doing it the golf way. That's the golf way, baby. And that's right, man. Like, we got, they got a new version of baby hands, and his name is Matthew Stafford. It's just like, don't throw the ball. Just, just go out there and hand it off. Don't screw that up. Yeah, I'm going to go Rams, too. I think, terrific, Tom. You're terrific and everything, but you're not. I just don't think you're going to make to the Super Bowl because it's so hard to fucking go back well, to he's back. Just, he's just running out of people to throw to. I mean, Chris Godwin's out. Antonio Brown's out. I mean, we're going to hope that he keeps getting it to break. I mean, come on, dude. Like, that's. Well, Gronk, I mean, Gronk's there now, but I mean, he's not. He's only getting more banged up week to week. Like, he. Gronk does. Gronk doesn't have longevity, and you can see it like every game. He looks like he is older and older every time he tries to run a route. It's like, Jesus, man. Like, you went from the start of the season looking like a man in maybe his 30s to now a man in his 60s running a route. Like, your back is so jacked up. It is, Dave, because he retired, supposedly, because he wanted to get healthy and then came back to the Patriots. But I mean, he came back to the Bucks. But, yeah. Uh, and then, finally, I guess I'll go Chiefs because I have to for the Bills-Chiefs game. But, honestly, I, honestly, I would put all my money on the Bills to win this game. I really think that Andy, Andy Reid's style of cutesy nonsense is going to get us in trouble. <laughs> I do think I do think it will because I think he'll do something near the middle of the game, like like near the like mid to late second half, that will be questionable, and it will cause a turnover, and it will change the momentum of the game. Which like in a game that's close. And you feel like, oh, but we got to do something to change the tide. You know what I'm saying? And then they're going to do that thing, and then it's going to fail, and then everything's going to fall apart. I, you're right. Yes, we did. We did see Andy Reid freeze a kicker in fucking two degree weather for no fucking for no reason. It's like you can't feel his foot. That first that first kick was the saddest dribble I've ever seen. Like he may have gotten it. 20 yards down the field. Like, like dude, that's foot. a 20 day day, man. Like, yeah. it's so far left, too, man. <laughs> like, dude's foot was in shock when it hit that ball. It was just like, ah, you know? And then it, like, it, it gave him a chance to warm it up, man. Like, the nerves were going. Like, it is like, and then he made the next one. But that first one, dude, I was just like, yeah, dude, homie's foot has no feeling. You just let him get a chance to get feeling, Andy Reid. What kind of sports? Like, he's like, oh, I'm the ultimate sportsman. I want him to have a chance at getting the kick. <laughs> I want to him to get it. I want to give him a chance because, yeah, dude, I think the other team deserves a chance. Yes. I, th- I didn't really think about it because I do believe in Mahomes and Arrowhead. But the only thing staying in the way is that cute-ass shit that Andy Reid likes to do. And I feel like, because they're doing a, one of the games during the regular season I was watching, he was bragging about how he lets the players design plays and then just runs it. It's like, dude, 
I wouldn't be fucking saying that shit. Like, what the right? fuck? <laughs> and, that, and that's what I'm saying, dude. This cutesy nonsense where he, like, allows the, you know, inmates to run the asylum is the kind of shit that's going to get them in trouble in this game. I mean, literally, dude, everybody is calling the Buffalo Bills on this one. Everybody is, man. Because we've been playing sloppy. We haven't looked as dominant as we have in the past. Like, we're getting the games done, but we're not getting them done well, you know? And you can say the same for the Bills, though. But I think the Bills have more potential for an upswing versus us. Because as much as I hate Josh Allen, he'll at, he'll at least put his body on the line. You know, like homie will go for those extra five yards, no matter how bad that might be for his body or for the team. He will go for it, you know, for one play in the game this year. I mean, he's what, like six, five, six, four, six, something like that. He's a big boy, but he was it was the, uh, the second to last play before the game and he was running outside. And the man launches himself. I'm like, damn, dude, you gotta like protect yourself just a little bit. But dude, he went like, woo, and then we hit him hard in the fucking out of bounds. I'm like, damn. I mean, that boy, he wants to win. So, give him that. And that's what I think might make the difference. He wants to win at a different level that I don't think Patrick has that hunger anymore. You know, like he had the hunger. He won his chip. He even went back last year. But like the game is like fun again now, where it's like the game's not fun for Josh right now. And for him to make it fun is to get to the Super Bowl. And he's going to do everything in his power to get it done. So I'm going to say the Chiefs, but I will put in a very in like parentheses. I'm only saying that because I'm a fan of them. So <laughs> I'm being very honest, dude. Like, really, I'm saying the Bills, but I, I'm saying the Chiefs. I really want a fucking Chiefs Titan AFC Championship game for next I week. Don't, I just don't think you're seeing that. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of blue. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of blue next week. I think it's going to be. I think it's Bills Titans. You have a god at quarterback, and you just do the dumbest shit, Andy Reid. Yeah, like, yeah wow. I think. I think we're going to be talking about Music City Miracle nonsense again. They'll be like, on this week back in blah, blah, blah. Did Joe Frank Wycheck throw the mass if it's a backwards pass? It's a lateral. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, like, I promise you that's what we're going to be talking about. We're not going to be talking about the Chiefs Titans. I, I just, I just, I, I promise you that's not what we're going to be talking about. And it's so funny as a Chiefs fan, I'm having to sit here and I've already like come to grips with the fact that we've lost this upcoming game because I just know what we're going to do. I was, I was looking at Reddit and someone had posted a stat about uh, div- number one uh, seeds losing the divisional round. And back in 1995, the Chiefs were the number one seed, and they lost to the Colts. Tend to comment that some guy said he was a Chiefs. He was like, "Yeah, I was fucking 12 years old at the time, and that was my 9/11 for my childhood." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and it was for me too. It was for me too, man. We had Marcus Allen on that team. We had 
uh, Joe Montana. We had Derek Thomas. We had uh, Christian Okoye. Uh, who else was on that team, man? I mean, there was just so many dudes on that team. And I mean, like, and we ain't get nothing done. We ain't get nothing done. Not a thing. You had head coach was Marty Schottenheimer. Love the man. Yeah. Oh, Tony was on that team, I'm sure. Tony Gonzalez. This was probably earlier for Tony. Let's say 1995. Oh, wait. 95, you had Steve Bono, man, and Rich Gannon. That must have been... Was, was oh, God. Oh, God. That was who it was, wasn't it? Oh, my Lord. Cause yeah, cause we got rid of Joe after the last time we went thirteen and three and didn't fin- and didn't get it done. Oh my lord! Then yeah, you had fucking uh, Derek Thomas right there, dude. Oh no, I know, I know. DT was on that team. Outside linebacker, man. Fucking good god, that was a fucking stout team, man. Fucking um, yep, Tony Gonzalez. God damn, that was a good team, man. Yeah. Well, wait. Tony Gonzalez wasn't there. He was, it was Keith Cash and Derek Walker. That's interesting. Wow. But yeah, he lost. Damn, that was. Oh, my Lord. That was the years. Of Keith Cash. My God, dude. These are names I haven't thought of in a long, long time. Our receiver Willie Davis, Lake Dawson, Dana Hughes, Chris Penn, Webster Slaughter. Oh, that's a good name, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember his name. Oh, dude. That's a fucking... God damn, dude. Lynn Elliott, it was your kicker. Wow. Lost to 10-7 ten, ten to, to the Colts, man. The fuck yeah, dude. Uh, 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 dude, uh, but... I, okay, I want to go just to fucking blue you, man. I'm going Chiefs, dude. Okay? Yeah, well... I'm gonna go cheese because I believe I don't either. I don't believe in them. But anyway, we need to get on with the rest of the show. Well, I don't believe in the cheese, but I'm glad that we talked about him. And Jim Harbaugh was a fucking uh, backup for fucking the Colts in '95. Craig Erickson, Erickson is the fucking quarterback. Yeah, dude, it was a rough day, man. Let's not let's not get it. Was that the one that you feel? Do I feel was that worse? No, this one was worse because like it looked like in every way, shape, form, and fashion we should have been winning these games. Uh like we had a points we were like one of the top teams in the NFC or in the AFC for scoring. Like I remember that at the time. Like we were always scoring big time points and our defense was holding people down to literally nothing. But then this was the game where we were held to literally nothing, and the other team was didn't do much, but they did uh, enough, and uh, it was so hard to watch, man. It was so hard to watch. Those, those were painful years, man. I understand. Yeah, dude, 93, that's the year that we had uh, good old uh, Joe Montana with Marcus Allen. 93, that was a good year. We went 11-5, and five, won the... Western Division that year as well, but you know, of course, as we do, we squandered it. Did you? Was it the? Was that the year that was it a loss in the AFC Championship game? No, uh, this I think we lost the divisional round that year. Let me see. Well, anyway, uh, I'm a little. 
I'm a little miffed at all these times we've lost. I don't want to recall them. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> folks. Body shot and high, you were one of my favorite coaches of all fucking time. Uh, cursing at you players worse than Marty shot. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, a good lyric from Eminem. Mar- I think Marty like taught me how to swear because you know I'd always watch him, and you know this back in the day with the microphones were a little too close sometimes. Okay, sometimes you heard the language. But anyway, that's another episode of uh, the Ricky Williams trilogy, everybody. Make sure you find us on all things in which you enjoy your podcasts on. And also find us on social media under Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And of course, find us on the FumbleRooskySports.com blanket where you can find some of our other podcasts like Remember the Titans, the Ricky Williams trilogy at the movies, Money Mouth, and what I did at Joe Mama's place last night. Okay, that is not one of our podcasts. Um, <laughs> but again, folks, check us out. And also, is there anything you'd like to say, Duke, before we leave? Be excellent to each other and go Titans. And go Chiefs, led by the beautiful biracial Patrick Mahomes, who just doesn't have the bite anymore to go out there and win this game. I know he'll put up a good effort, but alas, We'll be seeing another Bills-Titans postseason game.